Check one, two. Testing, 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 testing. Hello, and welcome to 2002, the Film Odyssey, your number one podcast for all things 2002 in cinema. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we're back again uh, to continue the journey mm-hmm. uh, through the landscape that is 2002 cinema. Uh, and we're, we've got a, this isn't a, this isn't a major episode. This is, this is a minor episode, I would say. Yeah. But it is still part of it. Yeah. It's still, it's still an episode. Uh, so well, let's start off by saying that this episode is the first of four episodes where we'll be talking about the movies released on Friday, uh, March 15th, Mm -hmm. 2002. Sure. Uh, but we kind of agreed off mic before we started recording that this was going to be a shorter episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Possibly our shortest yet. D- definitely going to be our shortest. <laughs> yet. I can't. I can't talk about this movie that much. <laughs> it's like fine. It's not very good. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. So that that's kind of the one of the reasons why this is going to be a shorter episode because we're going to be talking about a movie. So, so we've talked about a few movies on this podcast that we've described as being, like, very forgotten or, yeah. you know, movies that get talked about so little that they basically, like, don't exist anymore. Yeah. But I don't think any movie has been more lost, is... lost to time than yeah. this movie. This is a movie that nobody remembers at all. Uh so I'm just worried that if if we talk for like hours about this movie that nobody will listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think it's smart of us to invest the time <laughs> into recording like a 2-hour episode about this movie. Yeah. Um just just for our own like well-being. Uh yeah. We so can... yeah. Uh so this movie is called Harrison's Flowers. Yeah. Well Pause for a moment so you can think if you remember this movie or, uh... There's, there's a couple... Yeah, you probably don't. This, <laughs> this movie was actually made in 2000. Yes. So when you search for this movie online, like, if you were to search for this movie for some reason, every... Most... Not everything, but most things say a, it's a 2000 movie. Yeah. Um, and there's one little, like, funny thing that I noticed in, like, the background... Mm-hmm. When I was watching this in the beginning, she's like walking around New York. I know we're, we're going to get into the movie in a yeah, second, yeah. but she's like walking around New York and there's a Comp USA, which I thought was funny. Uh-huh. Very dated. And then also it says like Windows 2000. It's <laughs> <Right>. here. <laughs> yeah. So um, clearly they filmed like right after Windows 2000. Right. Out, which I did look up and was like, yeah, what? January 2000. Right. Which is a goof because this movie takes place in the 90s. Right. It takes place in 91. Yeah. So that's a that's an error. Yeah. But uh, should have been like Windows 95. It's coming in 4 years. <laughs> yeah, it's coming <laughs> coming soon. Uh also uh there's a, a PlayStation you can see in one scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, th- this movie Harrison's Flowers uh which I don't know anybody that has seen this movie. No. I don't know anybody personally that's ever... <laughs> no, my my only real knowledge of this movie was kind of remembering it when it came out, and then, like, the Ebert and Roper review. 
right on uh at the movies with ebert and roper yeah i don't actually know if i remember the episode i remember roger ebert's review which i'm pretty sure was negative yeah or like you know i think it was a two and a half star review from ebert but yeah i don't know anybody that saw this movie um i think it got two thumbs down if i remember right probably got two thumbs down yeah. Uh, and that's, I think, another reason why we don't plan on talking about it for very long is because it's, it's not really worth... Yeah, it's it's not very good, but it's also not, like, the worst thing. I don't, yeah. It, it's There's some things to say about it, but... I, I guess, yeah. But uh, it's not, like, some forgotten masterpiece or anything like that, so I don't think we could talk for too long. But, uh, yeah, Harrison's Flowers. Harrison's Flowers. <laughs> How many times do they say Harrison in this movie? Probably a lot. Every scene, like for sure. If you did a drinking game, you would get very sick, Wasted. probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I vaguely remember like seeing the poster for this movie at our, you know, our local theater. But I also remember the trailer for this movie, which I only saw a couple times. And I have vague memories of it being like very short. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a very short trailer, which, in retrospect, is probably because the studio, Universal, probably tried to bury this movie because it came out r- right after 9-11. Yeah. Or they were planning on releasing it right after 9-11. Right. And they are like, well, this is just not going to work. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, is silly, but, like, at the time, like, yeah. that was the shit that, that all these companies were doing with anything even remotely, like... Yeah, with war, war, war violence. Trauma, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, this movie doesn't really shy away from that kind of stuff. No, and that's, like, probably the best stuff in the movie is yeah. when it feels, like, kind of visceral and stuff, which yeah. kind of surprised me at times. I was, like, yeah. kind of taken aback. I was, like, huh, this is actually, like, kind of a good shot or, like, kind of a good little set piece. It's got, yeah. like, little set pieces that are, like, sort of impressive. I, I was going to say the same thing, that I thought the whole, like, section where she, you know, gets to Yugoslavia uh, is pretty... Like, the the war stuff is, like, pretty well-orchestrated. It's well-staged. Well-staged, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I thought it was going to be pretty tame in that respect. Like, I thought it was going to be more of, like, a weepy romance kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, guys get, like, shot in the head and stuff in this movie. Like, yeah. It's not... Yeah. It's... And, and even, like, more than that, like, there's, like mortars blowing up like all over the place like in the background and rockets and shells and pretty surprising as far as that stuff goes but uh screenplay wise that's a different story (laughs) it's it's a bad it's a bad script yeah but uh yeah so harrison's flowers i guess we could just quickly say what it's about which is about a a wife who travels to uh war-torn yugoslavia in the early 90s to find her missing uh photojournalist husband um mm-hmm. and that's basically what it's about right but uh yeah we don't have to dive right into that we can we can relax a little bit <laughs> <laughs> All right. we can uh i mean we could keep talking about harrison's flowers if we want or we can no i mean because i don't want to spoil everything yeah. i have to say about uh harrison's flowers harrison's flowers hf but, uh, yeah yeah uh sure yeah let's let's chill out i guess yeah. let's do it 
Well, in the off-off chance that this is somebody's first time listening to this show, which I could cannot imagine anybody would see, like... This would not be the one that reels them in. No, like, they see, oh, Harrison's Flowers. Uh, but uh, did, did we say at the top that what we do is we watch every movie that came out in the year 2002 in chronological order? Yeah. And talk about it? Yeah, we do chronological order, except for, uh, well, and then, like, when it comes to the dates specifically, because there's four movies, then we do it alphabetical. Alphabetically, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Harrison's Flowers is the first alphabetical release of March 15th. Yeah. So uh, and uh, followed by Ice Age, Resident Evil, and, of course, Showtime. Right. Yeah. Of course, Showtime. Of course, Showtime. <laughs> yeah. Can't forget Showtime. Probably a much more well-remembered movie than Harrison's Flowers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Although, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, it's probably a worse movie. We haven't rewatched that yet, but well, I, I'm sure I have it to imagine it's worse than this. Like, yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, so yeah. Uh, before we like get into the big movie, we always like relax a little bit and talk about some things that we've recently watched. Uh, what have uh, What have you seen recently, Dan? Besides Icebreaker, starring uh, Sean Astin. Yeah, well, we just watched that mm-hmm. uh, moments before recording this. Yeah, uh, and what what a, what a great time it was. Um, let's see. Uh, I ha- I've seen a few things, not like mm-hmm. a lot. I was watching a lot for like a week there, where I was watching mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then I've just been busy lately, so I haven't had time to watch much. Um, so, uh, looking back, cause the last, the last episode we did was our awards special. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the first thing I saw after that was Knock at the Cabin, the new, right. uh, Shyamalan movie in mm-hmm. theaters. And it was all right. It's, it's pretty decent. I'd say I'm not a huge Shyamalan head. Like we were, we were old skeptics. A lot of people love old and, and we were not among them. No. Old was not good, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't like old either. Yeah, uh, I, I I preferred this uh, this movie, Knock at the Cabin. I thought it was pretty good. Dave mm-hmm. Bautista's good in it. Uh, John Groff is fine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Um, it's interesting too that like they were talking about this on the blank check episode about it, uh, but they they had the guy that the the guy that shoots all of Robert Eggers' movies. Yeah. Do you know that guy? Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name, but I listened to the uh, the Roger Deakins podcast mm-hmm. uh, where they had him on and Robert Eggers, and they were just talking about their... Jaron Blaschke. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So that guy, that guy was fired, mm. or they called it like a... They, they kind of dressed it up in the press or whatever, but mm-hmm. him and Shyamalan had disagreements or whatever from, mm-hmm. from uh what people have said and Shyamalan also shoots his movies like chronologically mostly so uh, what's yeah. weird is there's a very noticeable moment when that movie just stops looking like good uh-huh. <laughs> or like it gets way less I don't, I don't know it never looks like bad or anything mm-hmm. but it gets like way less interesting looking at mm-hmm. a certain point yeah and, and it's like oh that's like I guess when Jaron Jaron Blaschke was like fired, mm-hmm. 
It's it's kind of an interesting thing about that movie. At least I thought. Yeah, because the um the last couple M Night movies were direct or were shot by the guy that did like It Follows, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't. I'm blanking on his name, but that guy did like Split and I think Glass and for sure Old. So those all had like a specific look. Yeah, well, like the beginning of Night at the Night at the Night at the Museum, Night at the Museum, yeah, uh, <laughs> Knock at the Cabin. Uh, it it does look pretty cool. Like he uses a lot of these super tight close ups mm-hmm. and like soft focus on, you know, very tight on like Dave Bautista's like huge weird head, mm-hmm. and and it's very it's very effective um, in making you feel kind of uneasy. Um, so. And then that kind of is tried to, they kind of try to replicate that with whoever, the, the guy that they bring in is like the guy that does his like Apple Plus show that M. Night Shyamalan oh, has. Oh, that servant? Yeah. So he's just like a, he's just like a Shyamalan guy. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a pretty interesting movie. It reminds me a lot of The Happening at times but like mm-hmm. way less goofy um so take that for what you will the happening is like one of the goofiest movies ever made it's yeah. very entertaining and i love it a movie i'd watch terrible. like anytime yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah i'm always game for the happening um yeah i've seen it more than any Shyamalan movie by like a lot the, the happening yeah the yeah. happening yeah uh we watched toby hooper's life force mm-hmm. uh together with Steve Rails back, that, that was that was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart, young Patrick Stewart, in there for a, for a couple minutes, not a lot. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd never weird, seen it. Weird movie. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty good time with it. Yeah, I like I liked Life Force. Yeah, um, it's funny too that it was like a pretty big budget canon movie. Yeah, like and it's just this weird like sex thing. <laughs> like toby hooper uh was like made poltergeist and was like parlayed parlayed the success of that into making this weird movie that mm-hmm. uh canon threw a bunch of money at him to make and is a very strange movie <laughs> um i watched for the first time a couple of movies uh the exorcist 3 which i really liked a lot um very good uh, I've never seen it. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, George C. Scott's great, obviously. Uh, Brad Dorif's in it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Love Brad Dorif. It's got w- one of the coolest like jump scares, basically, in any horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a very famous shot, I guess. Like, It's kind of the one thing that people still talk about Exorcist 3 for, even though a lot of people like Exorcist 3. But it's, you know, obviously not as remembered as the first one. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's like kind of a police, it's kind of like a cop movie. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, it's, it's very different. And it's interesting that, like, the studio forced him to include an exorcism scene because it didn't mm-hmm. even have one. <laughs> and, and they also made him change the title from Legion, which was the book. Because mm-hmm. it's directed by William Peter Blatty, the guy right. that like wrote that the yeah. Exorcist. So, um, and I guess Friedkin was at one point attached 
and dropped out, and so William Peter Blatty did it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen a movie directed by William Peter Blatty, I don't think. Well, he's got two. Yeah. yeah. He's only got two. And it's I thought he of... had maybe one. I thought he had three, but maybe you're right. That's no, it's just that in the ninth uh, yeah. configuration. Yeah, ninth, which I want to see. Yeah. I've heard it's also kind of a strange one, but like in a, in a good way. Um, I went to a screening at Alamo Draft House of uh, Possession with Sam Neill and oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Isabel Ajani. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a cool movie. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen it. No, you would like that one a lot. Yeah, I I've, I've been told I would. Yeah. Um, good movie. Another strange one. Um, uh... Yeah, I mean, do you, do you know like the gist? Of I what think that I know movie? the the gist. Yeah, yeah. There's like a there's like a slug creature. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, Sam Neill uh, looking a lot like Freddie Highmore. Mm-hmm. You know, Freddie Highmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really. It was really off putting to me how much he looked like <laughs> Freddie Highmore in this movie, <laughs> which I know he, this was way before. Obviously, this mm-hmm. is eighty one. Yeah, Freddie Highmore is stealing Sam Neill valor. And uh, who? That's directed by uh, uh, Andrzej Zalowski, right? Yeah, uh, the Polish uh, director, who I don't think really had too much like crossover appeal with with the United States audiences. Really, I mean, ever, but I mean, obviously, Possessions become like a, a cult favorite. Yeah. So, but I, I'm not really familiar with any of his other, uh, any of his other films. But, uh, yeah, yeah, cool movie. Isabel Ajiani's great in it. Um, uh, Sam Neill is interesting in it. Like, he's mm-hmm. good. It, it works for the movie, the tone of the movie. But there's, I don't know. Um, uh, I watched The Beach for the first time. Oh, Okay. Because uh, I never, it was like one of the only Danny Boyle movies I'd never seen, and they're yeah. they're doing Danny Boyle on blank checks. So right. I was like, okay, well, it's be a good time to finally watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time, but I don't remember caring for it all that it's much. It's not very good. <laughs> it's like an interesting failure, yeah. I'd say. But uh, yeah. I I I was kind of hoping that it would like secretly be cool or good, mm-hmm. and it's it's not. I don't think. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the beach uh, that was for Danny Boyle. That was between Life Less right Ordinary. before Twenty Eight Days Later, yeah, and right after Life Less Ordinary. There was mm-hmm. nothing. No, so uh, Life Less Ordinary was what ninety seven or ninety eight? I think seven. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, this came out in two thousand. Yeah, um, but before that, he had done ninety five Shallow Grave, ninety six Train Spotting, ninety seven Life Less Ordinary, all with mm. Ewan McGregor. And yeah. obviously the famous story is that Ewan McGregor was supposed to be in the beach and then he got replaced with Leo. Leo. Yeah, I don't know. It's I guess notable movie in that it's the start of the Alex Garland collaboration. Uh, sort of, yeah, but like Alex Garland wrote the book and then Oh, he didn't do the screenplay for that? I don't think he did. I I think uh Hodge still did the screenplay. Mm-hmm. I, let me let me double check that. Yeah, because then Garland, yeah, John Hodge did. Yeah, okay. Because then Garland did twenty eight days later. And right, and then it's like he Danny Boyle switches from John Hodge to 
to Alex Garland, and then obviously now Alex Garland's like his own mm-hmm. director, and yeah, making some interesting stuff. Yeah, but then Garland didn't do Millions. That was the guy that did all the Michael Winterbottom stuff. Yeah, that one's like Frank. It's uh, own Cotrell boys thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. No. Um. Uh, the beach is not very good. It's. I guess kind of interesting, but. Uh, I don't. I. I didn't care for it very much. Yeah. I. I haven't seen it since close to when it came out, and yeah, didn't care for it. Uh, it, it is. It has an interesting soundtrack, and I. I texted you about this like while I was watching that movie because mm-hmm. it blew my mind to find this out. Uh, there's a cover song. Maybe some people won't know. Oh, I didn't. Care. Yeah, you texted me that, but I didn't realize oh, that was in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's why I texted okay. you about it. Got it. Uh, yeah, so on the soundtrack for this is a a cover of a Brian Eno and John Cale, like two like art rock legends, mm-hmm. you know, like very famous uh, avant garde musicians, and uh, a cover of one of their songs done by sugar ray mm-hmm. the every morning guys yeah mark mcgrath <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and like i if you if if someone had a gun to my head and was like do you think mark mcgrath knows who brian eno and john Cale are i would have said no yeah let alone <laughs> done a cover yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah and maybe he didn't know who they were maybe someone in the band was just like we're mm-hmm. covering the song or whatever and he was like yeah. all right i'll sing it or whatever yeah have you ever seen that video? I mean, this is how our episodes go way longer than... The tangents. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen that video of um, Mark McGrath getting really mad at a guy for calling yes. him Sugar Gay? Sugar Gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do you think comes out on top on that video? Uh, honestly, the, sh- the guy that calls him Sugar Gay, or allegedly, <laughs> looks better than Mark McGrath does. Because <laughs> Mark McGrath seems like he's really drunk in that video. Yeah. And he's and also, like... Also, he's like offended. He's not offended. Like he's offended because he called him sugar gay. Like he doesn't want to be associated with being gay. Uh, like even, and know. I think later he said that. Well, he he had like uh, friends who were gay, like in with in his like posse, and that's why he was offended. Yeah, he's but who knows? He's tried to spin it, and he even still yeah. references it, like on his Twitter account. I was looking this up recently, all because <laughs> of watching the beach. By the way, yeah. Um, and he like he's tried to spin it like oh he was trying to be positive yeah, and right. pro you know LGBT rights mm-hmm. or whatever and I don't think that that's the case at all I mean yeah I mean who knows but I mean, yeah it's it's yeah. fine if he's like that now but yeah, it's, yeah. but that <laughs> is a video. kind of funny video oh yeah yeah just because how quickly uh, after that person says sugar gay he turns and says who said that yeah i'll beat your fucking ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> who yeah. said sugar gay yeah yeah he's really doing his best to combat with toxic yeah. masculinity with that, that that reaction uh yeah uh and then i watched another movie that eventually we'll talk about on this show i think i didn't realize it at the time was a 2002 release uh because it, it's another movie that gets attributed to 2001 online mm-hmm. everywhere. Is all about Lily Chow. Ch- is it Chow Chow or Choo Choo? You know, I always said Cho Cho. So Cho Cho. Okay, but maybe it is. Uh, well, before we do that episode, I guess yeah, we'll, we'll look that we'll up. Look it up so you don't sure. sound 
a couple of white guys. Yeah, well, we are. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. Uh, uh, that's that's a pretty good movie. It's like yeah. kind of like a. It's an interesting movie to watch now because it's about a version of the internet that doesn't exist mm-hmm. anymore, like the message board era of the internet. Which, yeah. Which I guess like there's Reddit and stuff like that now, but it's not the same thing. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like. Uh, the movie it gets compared to the most is like better, uh, a brighter summer day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say better luck tomorrow. That's a different thing. Uh, brighter summer day. Uh, the um, uh, Edward, Edward Yang film, mm-hmm. uh, which is a masterpiece, and, and this isn't that good. It's it's good. It's it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, but... it's it. I don't know. We don't have to talk about it just because that is a movie. Eventually, we will talk yeah. about at you know for probably a full length episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a movie I blind bought at DVD Planet in two thousand eight. Really? Okay. <laughs> DVD Planet. Uh, yeah. If, if you're not aware, was a website which had a store somewhat local to us. Yeah. Like, like about 15, 20 minutes away. Yeah, a different county. Yeah, and so it was fun. It was fun to go to that store because yeah. it was just a dedicated movie store, mm-hmm. uh, and they they often had a lot of stuff that was like not mm. as common yeah. at like Best Buy because at that time also Best Buy had lots of movies and yeah, huge DVD Circuit City selection. and Target and all those places had lots of mm-hmm. movies and DVD Planet was like a place where you went for like foreign films, Criterion's yeah. Uh, obscure action movies things like that so yeah uh yeah uh, i i had always wanted to see it and because i remember reading reviews back when it came out yeah and never got around to it and uh yeah it's a pretty good movie yeah and then i think the only other thing i watched was thunder in paradise the whole Kogan movie uh which yeah was, uh, very bad because we watched that together right yeah thunder in paradise uh with hulk hogan is very bad <laughs> yeah uh, travis shocker past and future guest made us watch it for movie night yeah um i don't know really what to say about thunder in paradise oh there's not much you can say it's yeah. a hulk hogan movie uh i do i i i said this in my letterbox review but I, I do think it's like a funny thing about the movie but there's a character in that movie that calls everyone brother mm-hmm. repeatedly and it's not hulk hogan it's not who hulk. famously yeah. says that all yeah. the time he yeah always calls people brother and that's like a thing about him and it's not his character in the movie that does that it's like another character right some other guy yeah bad movie i don't know what you would compare it to like maybe Baywatch meets Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so it's, it, it was a Baywatch joint. Like the guys who did Baywatch. Yeah. Uh, who created and like were the showrunners, showrunners of Baywatch did this TV movie. Right. For like, what was it? it was probably like TNT or something. It had to be something like that. Yeah. TBS. Yeah. I seem to remember him, him Hulk Hogan doing a lot of like TNT original movies because he was also in wcw at the time which was on tnt yeah so and this was pre uh before it was spike right tnt is still tnt 
Oh wait, what was Spike before it was Spike? Spike was um Gosh, what what, what channel was that? Uh This is another classic uh tangent. Well, Spike TV is now the Paramount network. Um, right. Um, but let's see. TNN. Oh, TNN. That's right. Not TNT. Different thing, but yeah. Yeah. That's right. TNN. Wow, I haven't thought about TNN in a long time. Is that what always would show the like James Bond marathons? Um, am, I the, am I the only one that watched those? <laughs> I don't think TNN. Maybe it was TNT. Yeah. Feels more like TNT, yeah. but I don't know. But yeah, I remember watching TNN back maybe, in the day. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, you're the Bond aficionado, so... Uh, what have you watched? So yeah, I watched obviously Thunder in Paradise and uh, Icebreaker, which we mentioned briefly uh, earlier, which was a uh, uh, a diehard ripoff that takes place on a ski resort where Sean Astin is the the John McClane character and uh, Bruce Campbell is the the bad guy. He's the Alan Rickman. Uh, really bad. Not even that funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not even that much action. Like, I was expecting Sean Astin to be... pretty dull. And you actually went to the bathroom during, like, one of the, like, two (laughs) kind of funny parts, which is where, like, Stacey Keach disarms a... Yeah. A, uh, kidnapper and Mm -hmm. takes his, like, auto rifle from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he has a good line at the end of the movie, which is what I'm assuming is what you're going to say is the other funny part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he calls Bruce Campbell a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, which it almost seemed like improvised. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like off script. And they're like, just yeah. call him an insult, Stacy, And he just <laughs> said the first thing that popped into his head. Yeah. Which is funny because Bruce Campbell is also like wearing a bald cap or has a shaved head for this movie it looked like a like an actually shaved head i think yeah. but maybe so it's a bald cap maybe, maybe it was a reference to his bald head that yeah looks like a dickhead right uh i brief interruption to your your chill out session here mm-hmm. but i did find an old press release posted to commanderbond.net which mm-hmm. is apparently a James Bond fan forum mm-hmm. that se- seems to still be on the internet, somewhat mm-hmm. amazingly. Yeah. Um, and TNN did have a Bond marathon in 2002, so I'm thinking TNN was your channel that had Bond marathons. Maybe, yeah. Because they, they did 007 Days of Christmas on TNN. Mm. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think they did it long before that. Like, I think they would do it before each Bond movie that came out. Because I remember watching a Bond marathon before Tomorrow Never Dies came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, a strong Bond. TNN's Thanksgiving holiday James Bond marathon. Okay, yeah, it was TNN that did yeah. this. Because Spike even did 007 marathons okay. for a while, too. Yeah. So... Which yeah. makes sense, I guess, because Spike was, like, the man channel. Right, that's right. It was the man channel. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I just remember when TNN became Spike. But mm. I guess I was thinking it was TNT. No, I mean, but TNT's it's, obviously it's... still TNT. Because TNT, they, they know, know drama. drama. Yeah. yeah. TBS is Characters Welcome. Yeah, I Is that so. there? I think so. <laughs> they're, still, to... they're still around, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was trying to think of everybody's uh, slogan. I mean, now I would say TNT, despite knowing drama, is most well-known for having the NBA mm. on its channel. Yeah. I'm like, I think that's, like, the reason people, like, have TNT. Okay. Not watching, like, whatever their dumb originals are. Who knows what those are. So TBS is the network that TBS. has, like, Psych and Burn Notice. No, and... that that's FX and or USA. Wow. Those see, there's like a lot of similar <laughs> ones of these. Yeah. But TBS was like the comedy one, and TNT was the drama one. Okay. That was how they yeah. divided up their original programming between their two, because those are they're both Ted Turner, right, right, owned, yeah, ventures. This is how our shows end up like being <laughs> yeah. three hours like, long. Who cares about any of this? <laughs> Like, when are these guys going to talk well, about Harrison's flowers? Good, because I only got maybe about like 15 minutes of Harrison's flowers <laughs> talking in me, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and that includes box office. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, you know, we watched Icebreaker, we watched Thunder in Paradise, and I saw a couple new movies that came out in theaters. I saw Scream 6 uh, two days ago, which I thought was pretty decent. Um, one observation i've had about the screen movies is that they're on the longer side like they're all like two hours or like two hours and why is that movie not like 80 minutes long all the screams are really long for some reason not really long but they're like two hours longer than your typical slasher slasher yeah uh and this one i think was about like two hours and 10 minutes or something like that it's 40 minutes too long and this was yeah this was the first one where i felt the the lengthy runtime where there was just maybe like scene dialogue scenes that went on for maybe too long but uh uh aside from that it was decent it had some good kills and some good uh set pieces and it's kind of a bummer that they're not willing to pay nev campbell yeah no sydney prescott in this movie which like like i don't know if you're gonna just diverge from the the original characters it's one thing but then to still have courtney cox's character makes yeah. it clear that they just didn't want to pay mm-hmm. f campbell yeah which then then makes it seem weird to me right um yeah i was gonna say how they handled that in the movie but uh, i don't know uh, spoilers that's fine yeah uh but some cool character actors showed up dermot mulroney Nice. Henry Cherney. I'm a Dermot dude. Mm-hmm. I love Cherney too. Mm-hmm. I, and Tim Robinson's in it, right? He has uh, a small If he was, like, I cameo didn't notice. I, must, I think I heard I that. did go to the bathroom at one point. I wonder if that was it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I read something about that he was in it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'll have he, to look that a, up. He has a, cam, a secret Tim Robinson cameo. Does it say uh, what character he played? Let's see. Uh, we can cut all this I, dead air out. Because I just saw it uh, two days ago. It's a vocal cameo. So maybe that's mm. why you missed it. Does it say his character name? He played Quinn's off-camera boyfriend. And his voice is heard in a scene at the oh. beginning speaking to Quinn when Sam comes <laughs> back to the apartment. Uh, yeah, I do remember that, which is actually a part that Travis and I both laughed at. Okay. Yeah. But it's like us, like it's, yeah, it's one line and it's like one second of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, uh, it's decent. If my biggest complaint is that some of the scenes drag a little bit, um, especially like just the dialogue scenes where the characters are talking about, you know, who the killer is and that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, a couple good kills in there. I'll wait till you see it before I talk about, you know, some of the finer details, but... I I probably won't see it for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably see it if it hits streaming at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be able to get to the theaters, and, like, everyone I know has seen it already. Mm. Like, anyone that I would go with has seen it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you guys saw it. Uh, my girlfriend's seen it. She mm-hmm. went to a, like advanced screening thing for it mm-hmm. and then so it's like i'm probably not gonna go by myself to see scream <laughs> six I don't, I don't care that much about it so not even the churny factor uh that is that is honestly that is a major bump for it for me yeah i do i, I didn't know that henry churney was in it and yeah i'm all of a sudden a little more excited about it mm-hmm. uh yeah, no, I, I I probably won't get there. I mean, there's been a couple of things I've kind of wanted to see uh, that I haven't been able to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go see John Wick probably next week or something. Yeah, but... yeah. And I saw Creed three mm-hmm. last uh, last week, which is I, I kind of felt the same way I felt about Scream. Uh, I thought it was all right. It, maybe a tad too long and the ending is pretty like anticlimactic mm. but uh uh jonathan majors is really good in it i liked him a lot yeah, it's the it's the spring of jonathan majors or winter i guess still yeah because he's also the villain in the ant-man quantum right? mania yeah uh which that movie's supposed to be bad yeah, maybe that's the movie that's going to bring down the MCU. I don't know about that, but <laughs> it I mean, it does seem that the MCU seems to be shakier with like yeah. on shakier ground than it was for so long. Like there's like kind of increasing like amounts of backlash to mm-hmm. or not backlash, but like people are just like, "All right, I don't I don't like this." Yeah, yeah. the fatigue is starting to yeah. show. Yeah. Thank uh, God. Which is funny because I kind of like prefer the Ant Man movies to some of the other like yeah Marvel I, movies. I, I think the first two Ant Man movies are like fine. They're all right. Yeah, they're like pretty entertaining. Um, but I, I I've heard that this one's not very good, even from people that kind of like the first two Ant Man yeah. movies. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I saw. Creed 3, which was alright, and then I saw... I think, well, that was everything I saw, like, in theaters, because I've only seen, like, two 2023 movies in theaters this year. Uh, I think the that last... Was two. That was two, yeah. <laughs> I think the last thing that I have to bring up is uh, Slaughterhouse, which we finally saw. After... Oh, we didn't talk about Slaughterhouse on the uh, awards episode? No, because on the awards episode, we didn't chill out. Oh, we didn't cause chill that out, because was... we had so much to yeah. get to. Sure, okay, then that, I actually might have other ones. I, yeah, I think you ahead. will actually have more. Yeah. Uh, and that's another reason why I think we wanted to do uh, this Harrison's Flowers episode, is because 
we didn't want to like chill out too hard on the next episode right on the ice age well, episode. a little more to talk about yeah and a couple we, guests we should have two guests for that episode mm-hmm. so it we didn't know how long it would run but there's also a chance that uh, nobody will listen to this episode because <laughs> <laughs> it's our about, least downloaded episode because it's about a movie that nobody uh, knows about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so this movie has 33 reviews on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. one of which is me. One's my girlfriend, <laughs> and then a you if you write one can be 34. I don't think I'm gonna write a review. <laughs> my review is just sleeping noises. That's what I wrote. Like not not the word sleeping noises, but yeah, I wrote yeah. like Z and honk shoe and me 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 me. Yeah, because yeah. it's not the most exciting movie. It's not. It's yeah. not that bad, though. I guess. No, we'll we'll get into it. Hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh yeah yeah I was just gonna say slaughterhouse was the other movie that I watched recently, which we watched for movie night. Uh, and it's a movie that we has kind of been on our radar since high school, you and I. Because mm-hmm. uh, we we saw the trailer uh, on some VHS Some tape. VHS that we watched, like, in my bedroom. <laughs> uh, and that trailer really stuck out to us because of the, uh, the voiceover guy in that trailer mm-hmm. that would say... Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. Every time the title card, and every it, time the it title popped would appear. up like six or seven times. Yeah, in the trailer. As, as it tends to happen in trailers back then. Yeah, yeah. Great trailer. Really but great trailer. Better trailer than movie. Movie's not that great. <laughs> no. I mean, it's a fine like you know for one of those like slasher movies, not the most entertaining. Yeah. But uh, I was hoping for a little more entertainment. Yeah. Um, but it was all right. Yeah. Slaughterhouse. Yeah. It yeah. could have been worse. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'll watch it again one of these days. Yeah. Uh, it looked great. Uh, shout out to Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. Blu-ray. Uh, yeah. I got you that, I got you that Blu-ray for Christmas. Yeah. So. Yeah. finally watched it. Uh, uh, what else? All right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess I only really have like one other thing mm-hmm. that we haven't probably talked about or no like two we watched creature did we i don't think we talked about creature we did not talk about that uh, on the last episode that it's like kind of an interesting uh alien ripoff with klaus kinski in it, yeah which it's all right it's like kind of interesting i don't know it's not great either but mm-hmm. kind of it's fun when klaus kinski's in it yeah it's, uh it's one of those kinski in space movies you gotta love that genre. <laughs> uh, I got I got a VHS up there uh, called Android. I think that's another one that got put out by like Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, really? Or something, yeah. Because Creature was one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, oh, I watched the uh, first Peter Jackson movie, Bad Taste, mm. mm-hmm. which is like super low budget no plot stupid plot yeah just kind of like gore mm-hmm. it's all right it's like kind of entertaining it's super low budget but it's got some funny like practical effects and yeah weird weird gore and stuff yeah it's, it's all right it i i do watch that and I'd be like man it sure would be interesting if 
like that was Peter Jackson's career arc, or if he just continued on that to make that kind of stuff and didn't like make Lord of the Rings and then like Lovely Bones, Lovely Bones, like pivot in, and now he's doing those weird like colorized documentaries and stuff. Yeah, like, uh, like he did that World War One one or yeah. was it World War Two? World or? War One. Yeah, I will say that one. I did see that in theaters and it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And then the Beatles one, a lot of people liked that, right? Yeah, I didn't see that Was that Get Back? Is that what that was called? Yes. Yeah. I'm not a huge Beatles head. Mm -hmm. can respect them. Yeah. I'm not like one of those people that was like, Beatles fucking suck, man. Mm -hmm. But I'm also not like, oh, Beatles are amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard heard the Beatles enough, I think. Yeah. 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 I respect what they did for Mm -hmm. music and stuff, but. Yeah. I don't gives a shit i don't need to talk about the fucking beatles <laughs> i certainly don't need to listen to them yeah somebody else will put them on yeah yeah sure. not me yeah, yeah. never no. me no uh so anything else you watched uh i also rewatched waiting for guffman in in mm-hmm. that time period too always good time. yeah i haven't seen that in a couple of years but i think i maybe watched it right after fred willard died mm-hmm. but uh, so- yeah that's a good one yeah, I mean, Fred Willard's good in that. I mean, it's a less showy performance than Best in Show, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the stuff about him, like, getting the, like, penis reduction surgery searcher. is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, him and Catherine O'Hara are great in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a few, there's a few, li- I mean, that's my favorite of all the Christopher Guest movies, I'd say. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a couple lines in that movie that, like, always pop into my head and one of them is just uh is parker posey talking about dairy, dairy queen, queen. <laughs> yeah yeah like there's always a place for me at the dairy queen <laughs> and then when she's like even if you're thirsty you just come come by get a coke <laughs> yeah yeah she's great in that movie oh yeah yeah she's yeah. she's really i mean she's great in all of those movies mm-hmm. but yeah uh and uh just just really quickly going back to the scream franchise a little bit she's the reason that i hold uh scream three in the regard the high regard that i do is she's probably one of the best characters in the entire scream franchise okay i guess i I gotta rewatch scream three because we watched one and two as part of our movie night series yeah uh and we never watched three so maybe maybe we gotta do it yeah yeah i mean screenplay like plot wise three is not the best but uh it's yeah got a couple good characters one is parker posey she's uh, great yeah yeah i I, i've watched a few things with her recently that the day trippers yeah i think i talked about that on a previous episode that we did i think the big chill out yeah Mm -hmm. the big chill out that's right that's right uh well should we get into harrison's flowers let's do it the moment we've all been waiting for yeah uh this episode's been months in the making yeah we didn't know if we'd actually do a full episode it really has it's been one that we've talked about Mm -hmm. with like privately more than a lot of these because we debated (laughs) whether or not we were ever gonna actually do an episode (laughs) if we were just gonna like talk about it yeah, you just know, tack, tack it, it on. on. Yeah. yeah, just like say a few words. And about we are it. kind of just tacking it on to this short episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, so Harrison's Flowers, as we said, uh, came out at a film festival in the year two thousand. 
and then uh, I actually had a little trouble finding information about the distribution of this movie. Like, I don't know why it took so long for it to get a theatrical release in the United States. I, I can only imagine, like, we were talking about it had to have been, like, 9-11 yeah. panic. Like, even though it's not, like, Middle Eastern... Right. A Middle Eastern war, it's... Yeah. It's seemed like Hollywood was shying away from showing anything like that. And, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it also just... Because it's not, like, not that good. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because I think it came out at a film festival in, like, January of 2000, which must have mean the movie was made in the 90s, like, late 90s. Is it really? Because... Did it really come out that early? Yeah, so I would have thought that it would have come out like in 2000 or like 2001, but for some reason it didn't end up coming out until after 9-11. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I can understand why like it didn't get marketed very well mm-hmm. uh, coming out when it did, because... Oh, no. Its first festival was September of 2000. Oh, okay. I think it was filmed in, like, the first couple months. Of 2000. 2000. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like if it came out in the year 2000, like, people might... It might have gotten advertised a little bit more, and it might have been remembered a little bit more. Mm Mm-hmm. But it got buried. Yeah, because it came out out. in France, January of 2001. Mm-hmm. Belgium, Czech Republic, Spain, uh, Sweden, Netherlands, Italy, Hungary, all came out in 2001 over the course of the year. Yeah. Uh, Turkey, it went straight to TV. So, uh, yeah. But then uh, didn't come out here until March 15th. Hmm. And it, it didn't get much of a release at all. As we'll cover when we get to the box office. Right. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a war drama. The uh, like historical backdrop of this movie is that it takes place during the uh, Croatian War of Independence in like 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, as I, I said, doesn't, you know... There's not a whole lot of movies that cover that particular mm-hmm. war. And uh, it's about the wife of a photojournalist who learns that her husband uh, has gone missing or, you know, he's been reported dead because he was in a building that collapsed in Yugoslavia. And she basically decides she's going to travel there. You know, she's going to venture. She's going to go to the Balkans and try and find him. Mm hmm. And yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, and I mean, that's, there's not, like, a whole lot, really, like, obviously, since we're keeping this short, we don't need to go, like, plot, beat by, by beat, yeah. yeah, which, but there's really not a lot to talk about, like, no. she, he, he gets, Harrison, which, let's, we should talk, this movie has yeah. kind of a loaded cast. It does, for, yeah. For being such a forgotten movie, it's surprising to me, like. Which, how, I mean, it's, okay, none of these actors are, like, huge names, but, like, they're all solid working character actors, except for maybe, like, Andy McDowell, who was, at one point, more of a working actor, doesn't seem to work Mm -hmm. very much these days, I don't think. 
Yeah. She was the biggest name at that she point. She was, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's yeah. the star for a reason, obviously. I mean, mm. but, uh... But she, she plays the wife of the photojournalist. Yeah. Uh, Sarah uh, Lloyd? Sarah right? Lloyd is her character name, and her husband is Harrison Lloyd. It's David Strathairn. David Strathairn, yeah. Uh, but also you got in this movie, uh, Elias Coteus, mm-hmm. the man. The fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Yep. Uh, who, you know, is just nominated for an Oscar and is mm-hmm. also awesome. Uh, Adrian Brody, very young Adrian Brody mm-hmm. in this, yeah. uh, pre pianist, which yeah. is a movie that comes out later in 2002. And right. That kind of puts Adrian Brody on the map. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously he was in like summer of Sam. This was, yeah. This would have been post summer of Sam and, uh, Liberty Heights. And then also <laughs> Thin Red Line is like the funny Adrian Brody credit. Because, yeah. Or sad Adrian Brody. You know that story, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for our listeners who may not know that story, Thin Red Line is a Terrence Malick movie. And Terrence Malick is famous for shooting lots of stuff with actors mm-hmm. and then cutting lots of it. Yeah. Like another funny example is Christopher Plummer's like huge monologue in Trio, <laughs> or not Trio Life, The New uh, World. New World, yeah. And uh, he like, did this big Shakespearean monologue mm-hmm. and and uh, he cuts all of it and it's just yeah. like in the background. You can hear it in the background. Scene, of one and you just scene, kind of yeah. see a, a blurry Christopher Plummer like, <laughs> like parading. Yeah. yeah, like if you were to listen to it with headphones on, it'd probably just be in like one channel, yeah, like off like to the dis- side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Christopher Plummer was very mad about that. Yeah. But like, he did like one of those Hollywood Reporter roundtables about it where yeah. it's pretty funny where he talks about like. Terrence Malick, and he was like, I'm never going to work with him again. <laughs> well, the sad, the sort of, like, sadder counterpart to that story is Adrian Brody. Like, film, like, a lot of people filmed a lot of stuff for Thin Red Line, and then their parts were, like, reduced to glorified cameos. But, like, one person who did that was Adrian Brody, who was under the impression while shooting the film that he was essentially like the star of the mm-hmm. movie yeah. and brought his entire family to the premiere and mm-hmm. stuff. And then he's like not really even in that movie at yeah. all. Uh, which is, that's got to be jarring. And he didn't know it until the premiere, right. supposedly. Which, guy, can you imagine like being like, yeah, I filmed this fucking war movie with Terrence Malick who hasn't worked in like, at this point, what, like 17 Since, years or something yeah. like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm like the star of it. Everyone's got to come out. Mom, dad, sister, brother. I mean, I don't know his family. But like, <laughs> and then and then you just watch it and you're like not even in it really at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, God right. damn. And then your family's just like, what? You weren't in that at all. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be the lead. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's, that's a funny Adrian Brody. Adrian story. Brody. <laughs> funny and sad. Yeah. Uh, and I thought he was pretty good in Harrison's Flowers. Yeah, he's fine. He's doing that kind of like nervous, wiry. Thing yeah, because he's like a uh, he's, he's a, a little photojournalist with like a he's a cokehead kind of. And yeah, he's got a little juice to him. When yeah, the movie doesn't have a lot of juice. Yeah, he's, it need it needs a presence like that to kind of kick right. it up a notch. He's like popping pills and wearing yeah. leather pants. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and then when. When they're all like in uh, camouflage and shit. Yeah, he's the, end. the he's, most camouflaged. He's the most camouflaged and, <laughs> and seems to have like eyeliner, like like yeah. eyeliner on. Like 
I don't, yeah, I did I, laugh at that. Like, everybody else just had, like, a little bit it's of... It's like a smudge of mud. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, a little bit of camo on their face. And then it pans over to Adrian Brody, and he's just, like, it's bright green on his face. Yeah, like yeah. A, like Halloween costume looking, right. uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, he took more time. Yeah, he took yeah. a lot of time. He started, like, two hours before everyone yeah. else, and everyone was like, oh, I guess I'll just smear a little bit of mud on me. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it starts out, uh, uh, the Lloyds, uh, Harrison and Sarah Lloyd, which are the least interesting part of this movie, I think. Oh, they, yeah. They're... I dozed off a couple of times, because yeah. I was watching this, like, kind of late at night after mm-hmm. work, and, uh, I was, like, tired, and so... I was really worried that I was like not going to be able to get through this movie at all because I I nodded off and instantly kind of caught myself or whatever yeah. and so I was like I sat up I made like a cup of like decaf coffee mm-hmm. but just something warm to kind of like jolt my senses a little and yeah. then it was it ended up being fine but yeah I was very bored there for the first like thirty minutes of this movie I think we just always assumed that this was going to be a pretty boring film. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Even even the most interesting stuff, I would argue, is not, like, super interesting. Mm-hmm. At least in, to, in totality. Like, there's interesting yeah. things about it. Right. Yeah, more so sure. than it's interesting to watch, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Harrison is a uh, f- uh, photographer for Newsweek, and his wife, played by Annie McDowell, is I, his assistant? at the at newsweek i don't it's not no, really clear she what works, she she works at newsweek and i think he's just a very famous yeah photojournalist who either also works at newsweek or mm-hmm. freelances for newsweek occasionally yeah and like everyone knows him yeah. at her job right and then knows when he's like returning and they're like mm-hmm. joking with her about like having sex with him and stuff and yeah then when she like walks into the office the day he comes <laughs> back is yeah the the beginning of this movie is bad like yeah like i thought it was gonna be really bad based on the first like 25 minutes of this yeah it doesn't really get going until they get to yugoslavia i don't think but um and also worth mentioning that the characters and the story of the like the main story is not a true story which you might think like watching the trailer or yeah it feels like, like it's a real those... war yeah obviously but it yeah it, harrison uh lloyd is not a real person who went missing and it just feels like a way to like like you would think that this movie was made by an american person given mm-hmm. the fact that like uh it's it's like about saving an american person in the middle mm-hmm. of this country's like civil war yeah and like which is a very like American idea to like <laughs> yeah. inject yourself into it and yeah. make yourself the one person worthy of saving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a made by a French filmmaker. Yeah, and it's like written by all French people. Yeah, uh, French filmmaker. I'm not super familiar with uh, Ellie Schwarke. Yeah, uh, who made the original Man on Fire with Scott Glenn? Mm, okay, and a bunch of French films that I uh, have not seen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, made this movie and didn't make anything else that I'm familiar Which is with. interesting, because, like, the directing in this movie is, like, probably the best thing about it. Yeah. And especially the, the cinematography. And the cinematography, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, it's 
like so when so when it gets to like Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. it has a few set pieces that we t- talked about that are yeah. like surprisingly like yeah lively and yeah. visceral like and lots uh, intense. Of, I thought yeah and like yeah. camera movement and mm-hmm. like like it's it's well made. Mm-hmm. I would say even I would even go out on a limb and say it's like well made. A lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Considering just, it was made like in 2000 yeah and i'm probably for not much money yeah also i'm assuming yeah we'll get to the budget and stuff eventually because some of it looked pretty expensive i mean yeah it's 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 well it's well shot because there's a lot of stuff going on in the background like mm -hmm. i said like mortars and well staged yeah it's it's yeah bombs dropping all over the place Mm mm-hmm uh and again like that's a reason i think this probably wasn't uh marketed super well at the time because you know a lot of innocent people die buildings are getting bombed out left and right yeah not really what you want to think about or what studios probably didn't want people thinking about uh right after 9-11 but uh yeah i will say that's like what is this movie's strength is the the battle scenes and the war cinematography Mm -hmm. And I, I did look it up earlier who shot this movie, and I can't remember his name right now. It was a, an Italian uh, cinematographer, uh, but he did, like, a lot of the Terry Gilliam mm. movies, like okay. Fear and Loathing and Tideland and uh, a couple others, but... Nicola Pecorini. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the imaginary of Dr. Parnassus. Yeah, Dr. Parnassus. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's... It's got some yeah. interesting stuff in there. Like, I will say that. Like, I uh, would actually even recommend this movie to a person who really appreciates, like, maybe war films. Um, just because, you know, the the war, the battle scenes. Uh, everything else I would definitely not recommend. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So, since we're, we're trying to get through this fairly yeah. quickly, like, she... she goes to yugoslavia hooks up with adrian brody who doesn't like harrison right because adrian brody's like more of like a freelance photographer right yeah like, he's smaller time small time and harrison lloyd's like big shot big time working for newsweek yeah and uh elias Coteus, who uh uh received like uh did he get like a pulitzer it was like a in the pulitzer movie? yeah, yeah. He's also like a big deal reporter or a big deal uh, photographer that Adrian Brody's character doesn't like because he's like too big time. Yeah, he's too uh, Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, Elias Coteus has a great character name. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Jaeger Pollock. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I, I I even commented on that. I was like, oh, that's a good name. <laughs> yeah, Jaeger Pollock. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I because I made a joke to my girlfriend. And uh-huh. I was like, if I drink too much Jaeger, I'm gonna make uh, the wall look like a Jackson Pollock, mm-hmm. and, like I'm gonna puke. That was my <laughs> joke. Uh, oh, I so thought it, it would be a, a Jaeger Pollock on yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That Got was it. that was what I said. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully people like that one. Yeah, it's not gross. Right? <laughs> That's very good. Uh, yeah, Jaeger Pollock is the character that Elias Coteus plays. Uh, yeah, so Annie McDowell's character, 
Sarah Lloyd, she goes to Yugoslavia, which is a bad idea. I don't know what she was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, because she knows he's alive. Yeah. He's presumed dead. She goes there. So it's, uh, there's really, there's a series of events and stuff as she's like trying to get to where she thinks he is in, uh, Vuk, what was the city? Vukovic? No, it's not Vukovic. Uh, Vukovar. Vukovar. Yeah. yeah. And like, they think he was like, he was like last seen in a hospital in Vukovar. Yeah. And that is a very dangerous yeah. city at the moment, at that yeah. moment in time. And that I did read a little bit about is based on like a very like famous uh, massacre, like at that hospital, like the Vukovar hospital massacre. So that's like another event this movie was kind of centered around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So she gets word that, uh, uh, first of all, that he might have died in this like building collapse. But then she hears that a journalist was spotted going into this hospital or being admitted to this hospital. So she has hope mm-hmm. uh, that he's still alive. And everyone's telling her, no, no, he's dead. You're yeah. crazy. Don't go. Uh, well, anyway, so she hooks up with Adrian Brody. At yeah. Like camp. They no, just they, like they run into each other. She, she hooks up with some Yugoslavian guy, right? And he gets shot uh, in the head. Yeah. She, she uh, flies into the airport, uh, gets in her uh, Hertz rental car, mm-hmm. and... Um, <laughs> Hertz still has a presence in yeah. war-torn Yugoslavia. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, that gentleman who is... Uh, he's uh, Croatian, right? Is that what he said? Okay. Uh, yeah. He uh, needs a ride because he's trying to find his family. But then, yeah, they... Uh, uh, immediately run into some trouble and he gets shot in the head mm-hmm. yeah uh, he gets shot in the head and and she's like about to be raped yeah by like some serb paramilitary right guys um but then they get distracted by something right and they yeah yeah and they leave uh, and then like immediately she's laying there like wounded and mm-hmm. or like you know at least cut she's up she's like knocked out knocked out yeah. yeah and then that's that's when like brendan gleason and um adrian brody show up along with a couple other yeah. photojournalists gerard butler yeah gerard butler young gerard butler yeah. we didn't mention him. young gerard young yeah. gerard uh and then um they kind of take her away to safety and then mm-hmm. she tells them why she's there They're yeah like, no you're crazy but they do it any they they Brendan Gleeson and Adrian Brody agree to go with her because they're yeah in pursuit of journalism right um and then from then on it's just kind of like a tour of various war zones mm-hmm. um I like when that I like when Adrian Brody got into that argument with that other photojournalist telling him not to go into Bukovar <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the guy like flips him off uh-huh. and stuff like why are they getting so mad at each <laughs> other <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know, Adrian Brody, that was, like, pretty good in this movie. Uh, I mean, it kind of made me remember that Adrian Brody can be a good actor. Mm. Like, because he doesn't do all that much these Nowadays, days. Yeah. yeah. Right. Except for, like, Wes Anderson stuff. Yeah, and, like, those, he's, he's like, good in Grand Budapest and stuff. He, I, I mean, he's probably good in all of them, I guess. But, like, uh, yeah, but, I mean, it, it's just, I haven't 
I don't remember the last time I watched like a movie where Adrian Brody like gave a like mm-hmm. dramatic performance. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a, a while. while since. I mean, obviously, we'll watch The Pianist later yeah. this year. Uh, on our journey. On our on our y- odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably not this this calendar year, mm-hmm. but later in two thousand two. Yeah. If or, you've been listening to the show, hopefully you know what we mean by that when we say yeah, this uh, year. At our, <laughs> yeah. At our pace, it's not likely to be twenty twenty three when we get to that. Uh, what November movie? Is that like November? I think it December? might be December. Yeah. 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 That's it's always away. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Uh. But, uh, yeah, so they are basically just, like, going, uh, you know, from war zone to war zone mm-hmm. and, you know, occasionally seeking shelter at different, you know, bunkers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, mostly the middle of the movie. And then somewhere in there, um, Elias Coteas's character, Jaeger Pollock, learns uh, from New York that... Uh, Andy McDowell's character is over there. Mm-hmm. And so he just goes to find her. Yeah, who's like a close family friend right. of, of theirs. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember, is it insinuated that... Uh, is it suggested that his character has a thing for Andy McDowell or Adrian Brody? Or both? I, uh, I feel like there's one line of dialogue where... I think it's... Uh, Elias Coteus. Elias Coteus, yeah. 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 But then I, they also kind of allude to it with Adrian Brody, too, I feel like. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, Andy McDowell's miscast in this movie, is what I'll say about Andy <laughs> McDowell. Uh, yeah. She, Andy McDowell fine. is too folksy and southern <laughs> to be playing this, like, New York Jewish character that she's supposed to be playing. Yeah. It's... Uh, and and it's also like a very underwritten character anyway. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, a, yeah I mean, she like, I, she did probably about as well as she could. Yeah, but I, I don't think that she's suited for this movie. Yeah, and I, I'm sure she's given like better performances mm-hmm. that maybe even ones that I've seen that I can't think of right now. But like, I don't know. She's not very good in this movie. Like, yeah. But I, again, mm-hmm. a lot of that could be just due to the character not being very well fleshed out. Like, honestly, she doesn't even say very much throughout most of this movie. Yeah. Like, like she's basically just there as a reason for us to... She's getting whisked along. Yeah. yeah, move from, you know, location to location. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, then Elias Coteus shows up, and at that point, they're, like, trying to move towards uh, the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, in this part of the movie like the middle there's a lot of good uh like i said intense battle scenes mm-hmm. um and you know a lot of innocent people get killed and it's pretty unpleasant yeah i mean it feels like a higher budget movie than it is yeah it's not a very high budget movie i mean it, okay so this movie costs like eight million dollars which wow. i guess at that point is Maybe a little more than you might think, mm-hmm. but it's still not a high budget. Yeah, and the movie like uses it pretty well. Yeah, watching it, I would have guessed it would, like cost a lot more. Like actually. if a movie came out today and mm-hmm. looked as good as this movie's war mm-hmm. sequences look, mm-hmm. you'd be you'd be happy with it. Like you'd watch it yeah. and be like, yeah, cool, good, looks good. Because there were some scenes in it that remind me of like Children of Men. Yeah, 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Children of Men, some Saving Private Ryan in yeah. there in terms of like the the scale is surprising for such a yeah under remembered forgotten film like this yeah like especially with the like kind of cast of fairly well known mm-hmm. mostly character actors yeah uh yeah so they yeah they're going from you know location to location and then they eventually have to like get to the hospital and cross like uh a field that is being guarded by serbian like by snipers mm-hmm. um <laughs> is there anything in between there that i'm missing no, that, no, no, that's no, worth no, like no. talking about because I mean, this is basically the end it's of the movie just battle sequences yeah and, and yeah like uh no no yeah, yeah. the 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 guy the sniper guy from the post takes a pee and that's when she makes a run for it and then some other sniper that you hadn't seen before sees her yeah 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 um i didn't think that part was very good no it felt a little uh contrived Mm -hmm. it's just like oh and here's another guy who did notice or whatever Mm -hmm. and then gives her a reason to like run away from shooting yeah and um, then they finally get to Vukovar, which is where the hospital is. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, really quick, before we get to talking about what happens to Adrian Brody's character, uh, I want to bring up my least favorite, like, kind of device in the movie that just, like, brings the momentum to a screeching halt every time it happens, which is the uh, the interviews that happen. Mm-hmm. The, like, talking head, like, documentary style interviews that happen like every like every scene do you remember don't remember this no did you watch like a different version of this than me you know what i did read that there was like different cuts so there no this wasn't in the version really i rented it from amazon prime well i'll just say yeah i saw a different version okay yeah i I, that was not in the uh yeah so every like after every like I don't know, 10 minutes. That's funny because before you continue, yeah. the the listed runtime like mm-hmm. online and even on at Prime Video is mm-hmm. like 2 hours 10 minutes, but then when you watch or maybe even a little longer, but mm-hmm. when you watch the movie it's like 10 minutes shorter than that. Okay. Like even even like the time code, like if you pause the movie it says it ends like at 2 hours or whatever. Okay. So it was shorter, but the like listed runtime is probably based on having all of those yeah things in there. So every no, I don't even know this. Okay. Yeah, so every character in the movie uh well m- most of the characters in the movie uh get like a couple scenes where they're talking directly to the camera as if they're giving an interview. Oh, that sounds stupid. About the events terrible. that occurred in the movie hmm. as if they'd happened like in so, the past. So Gerard Butler, even Elias Gerard Cotes, Butler yeah, Gerard Butler, uh, Brendan Gleeson, not Adrian Brody because his character dies. Does, Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bunch of characters like are talking like directly towards the camera, like talking heads, like <laughs> they're giving interviews, and and not only does like I said, it kills the momentum. Yeah, it's a bizarre choice. It's strange, and it uh, also looks terrible because they're talking in front of bad green screens every time like whether it's like uh like 
oceans in the background or like they're just supposed city. to be in different locations now yeah the- it's really weird and <laughs> i gotta watch these it sounds uh, yeah i can send you uh, a link to watch it but it's strange yeah um and adds nothing to the movie so i'm glad it's comforting to know there's a version where that doesn't if you, happen yeah if if the listener out there is curious and has mm-hmm. wild hair up their ass and wants mm-hmm. to like, watch this movie the cut on like prime video and apple and probably the same is doesn't have that mm-hmm. uh and it's it's funny because it's like 3.99 to rent it but it's only mm-hmm. 5.99 to own it so <laughs> you could buy this movie for like six bucks if yeah. you want to I, I i didn't i just rented it yeah. for four dollars yeah that's funny that we watch different versions yeah yeah uh, uh, well, it sounds like my version was basically exactly the same. Yeah, just, maybe without that. Just without that, yeah. Yeah, I did read that there was, like, a version that was, like, five minutes shorter, but I thought that was, like, uh, maybe, like, war violence that was cut out because it no, was No, I think considered... it was just that stuff, because hmm. it was still plenty violent. Like, yeah. I never felt like they were cutting away from anything that they would have shown. Maybe somebody thought it was uh, bad, so they were like, get rid of this stuff. Correctly, that yeah. sounds bad. It is. Uh, yeah. I probably would have thought less of this movie if I'd seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, well, yeah, so they get to Vukovar, mm-hmm. and they get to the hospital eventually. Yeah, they're they're like walking through the streets. And, and that stuff's pretty good. Yeah, that, that stuff I think looks pretty good, and, you know, there's... Uh, you know, people being... You're kind of talking me into this movie a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I like this movie. I still think it's, like, pretty boring. I do think the, like, the... I don't want to call them action scenes, because it's not pleasant. (coughs) The Um, technical aspects of this movie are very solid. They're pretty good. Um, And all that stuff, I think, is pretty good, like, where people are just being slaughtered, uh, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, trying to take cover, and Brendan Gleeson is kind of... um, his character not shell shocked but he like uh he's like frozen like he had a tongue yeah he like doesn't know what to do and he can't uh move. move uh while all the other you know photographers and annie mcdowell have uh taken shelter in this like bunker or room or whatever uh adrian brody like tries to pull brandon gleason in and uh just out of nowhere gets shot mm-hmm. um and that's like the second time Brennan Gleason's done that in the movie too, like experienced that. Yeah, because there's a scene earlier where, oh right, right, like a home or something, mm-hmm. and he has to, he like can't convince mm-hmm. himself to move then mm-hmm. too, and then Brennan Gleason does it again. Yeah, in Vukovar. Yeah, yeah. Some of the performances in this movie are pretty good i, I mean, mean they're all they almost solid. save the bad screenplay <laughs> it's a bad script yeah. yeah um uh yeah so then they eventually like make the final push to the hospital because they realize they're very close to the hospital and and then this is where i think the movie gets like bad again basically yeah like i would i would i would say it's like a bad first act and a bad third act with like mm-hmm. i guess I guess to balance it out, a pretty good middle, sec- middle, yeah, yeah, middle act, yeah, second act of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, they just fucking find him. He's just there. Yeah, and I think it would have been like way more effective 
to just have him know he, he actually was dead or whatever. Yeah, or maybe if, like, she just never got closure, which is, yeah. like, a bummer, obviously, but... It's a fucking bummer of a movie. Yeah, it's, like, a bummer topic. It's got a fucking happy ending. Yeah. For a movie that is about, like, atrocities mm-hmm. in another yeah. country, this movie is entirely... This movie feels like it doesn't even really care in the end because mm-hmm. fucking Harrison Lloyd was still alive. Yeah. And he's got like amnesia. Mm-hmm. But then at the very end, like, so the movie, they like bring him back and he doesn't remember his kids mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, okay, I guess that would be kind of an interesting ending. Mm-hmm. But then the movie just fucking has him like snap to it and he just remembers everything all of yeah. a sudden. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, my son, what, what is his son? Uh, Caesar. Caesar, Caesar was taking care of my flowers. Yeah, that's all. Okay, that's wash over my greenhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a fucking greenhouse, and he he yeah. like takes care of his flowers, mm. and that's why it's called Harrison's flowers. Not cool. Not no, not no, no, <laughs> not clever. No, <laughs> the, you know whatever Harrison's flowers symbolize hope, the power of love. Not yeah, not a it, good metaphor. And the and like right before the movie ends, he just fucking he's like, oh hey, I'm back by the way. I'm yeah. Here. <laughs> and it's then they fucking kiss, and it's like, oh, this is great. Yeah. This is, like I don't know mm. if they thought they were making like a sweeping wartime romance, like Reds mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the romance shit like kills this movie. This movie's yeah. good when it's just about like photojournalists in a fucking yeah. and if war-torn it, country. If it were just about that, like you know, kind of a day in the life kind of thing, just about them doing their jobs, I think it would be a better movie mm-hmm. just because I think the quality of those scenes could hold a whole movie. Yeah. Um but yeah, the the whole love story angle and I also would have thought it'd be interesting if there was, like, a fucking love triangle. I know they kind of allude to that mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit, but, like, imagine if, like, some shit actually happened, and mm-hmm. then she had to, like, wrestle with wanting to find Harrison, but also, like, yeah. maybe she cheated on him or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You could have made you could have made that shit Could have made it work somehow, yeah. And if you needed, like, a character to be, like, an audience surrogate, sort of, like, somebody who's, like oh, this is, like, too much for me. I'm not used to this. You could have, like, a, a rookie character, like a rookie photographer or something like that to, you know. And Brendan Gleeson could say, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know. So there's still a character to, like, kind of make you think about the ethics of it all. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's some good stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some not good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um should we just move into final judgments since we we talked about how it ended like she finds harrison and yeah yeah yeah. i I got nothing else to say about the plot yeah that's how it ends Mm -hmm. i think it's a silly ending Mm -hmm. uh i'm I'm gonna go c on this movie Mm -hmm. uh just because i think there's some stuff that's very silly but i think that there are some really well staged and kind of orchestrated battle sequences um so yeah c c for me um yeah i i was gonna go c minus coming mm-hmm. into this recording mm-hmm. and i think you've kind of talked me into a c <laughs> a little bit um but now i'm kind of now that i think about the ending and stuff again <laughs> i'm like oh god that, that, that ending is stupid um maybe if you watched it from the uh like 38 minute mark to the uh <laughs> yeah if you watch the middle 
Is this the part of this movie that's in Yugoslavia? Mm. It's like pretty good. Yeah. It's 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 like I don't know. And, it's it's a little generic. Yeah. Story story wise, but mm. like. And even when they get to the, the like the hospital, like her kind of working her way up to the floor where Harrison is, like that all is pr- also pretty um, well it's filmed. Like, it's like the raid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's actually where I th- was reminded most of uh, Children of Men because mm. you know. Yeah, it is interesting. Children of Men's like a much, much, much better movie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's and obviously better. like more yeah. well regarded and yeah, remembered. people love them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are some like similarities and kind of yeah. its depiction of yeah war torn society because the takes are like pretty long in that scene yeah. and it just the building just keeps I, getting it makes you wonder if Quaron ever actually saw this movie right Maybe he's like one of the few people that mm-hmm. did the building just keeps getting like more bombed out as the shots like move forward mm-hmm. but uh yeah but ultimately it's like pretty silly mm-hmm. it is yeah it's not very good um uh... Yeah, the stuff I uh, I guess I, I'll settle. I'll say a C. Also, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll go that far. The stuff about this movie that works is is basically the craft, mm-hmm. and and, I, and even even when it comes to the performances, the craft, the acting, like yeah. is good. Even if the words they're saying <laughs> are not good, and the reasons that they're saying them are not yeah. very good and not plausible at all. Yeah, no. Uh, I I do think that this movie would be better with a different lead. I think Andy McDowell feels miscast here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, she's just so like southern. Mm-hmm. Like I think of Andy McDowell is like this like southern belle like kind of actor like that's her persona mm-hmm. and she's like oh gosh am i andy mcdowell <laughs> like in all of her in all of her movies that's like kind of her thing yeah. and in this she's playing like a, a new yorker and um like i don't know if she married into judaism mm-hmm. but like she's playing a, a jewish character and that's not her at all right um which i mean like actors do that sometimes i mean like uh the fablemans recently like paul mm-hmm. dano yeah. is not jewish and playing a jewish character and mm-hmm. anthony hopkins is like a very not jewish guy yeah. playing a, a jewish guy in armageddon, armageddon time. time yeah uh so like actors do it and stuff but like for me any mcdowell just feels like not uh suited for that character but um but again that that character also has like the least interesting stuff to do in this yeah. movie when d- during the parts that it's like kind of interesting mm-hmm. so um yeah yeah i'll say a c the it, it is like pretty well made and it surprised me that that director didn't do a whole lot else yeah really or he never got another shot to make anything mm-hmm. in english yeah seemingly I mean, it looked like he's done a lot of stuff over there. Yeah, but even it even looked like a lot of like TV, like mm. French TV and yeah. stuff like that. So I don't know. I I expect I expected him to have made like some interesting French stuff, but and maybe mm. he has. Maybe yeah. it's just I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I the stuff I the stuff I uh, I I 
that stuff, I, I did come away more impressed than I expected from yeah. this movie that nobody remembers mm-hmm. or talks about anymore. Um, so, uh, this movie came out March 15th, mm-hmm. 2002. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Uh, was only released in 398 theaters. Mm-hmm. And I think, I want to say that was the most theaters it was ever in. Uh, it had to have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. 398 the next weekend. And it dropped way off even from what it made opening weekend. But So it came in number 18 at the box office yeah. opening weekend. So nobody saw this movie. This movie made... Yeah. This movie made eight hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars opening weekend, mm-hmm. and then dropped to like four hundred thousand the next weekend, and then it dropped to like sixty-four theaters after that. Mm-hmm. So this movie had a real limited uh, uh, box office run. Uh, I'm, you know, normally we would read where the other movies, but since <laughs> we'll we'll save Ice Age and all that stuff, yeah. For, I mean, I think you can probably guess. We got uh, three more movies to talk about for this like release weekend. So this so. is so far down the... the yeah. Uh, so there's this, this there's movie... probably stuff from 2001 in, <laughs> above it. Oh, there definitely is. <laughs> uh, like Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Um, actually... Is it in the bedroom on there? Just out of curiosity. Um, or is that not... That's out of the, out of the running. It's not. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, above it, like, Monsters Ball, Gosford Park, like, Oscar movies, because sure. yeah. this is Oscar. Oh, yeah, and The Bedroom is one spot ahead of it, 17. Okay. Um, Lord of the Rings is still above it. Beautiful Mind is, like, in the top <laughs> ten. Um. Top ten, wow. Oh, I guess we're approaching, uh, Oscar time, mm-hmm. so, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, uh, the, the high, obviously the, the top three are the other three movies we're going to talk about. Right. But number, uh, number four this weekend is The Time Machine. Mm. Still. Yeah. Hold which, on. Which was number one the previous week. So, uh, which I guess that makes sense. Cause yeah. I guess that was the previous weekend. Yeah. Right. Even though we recorded that episode. <laughs> like, like a long time ago. Months back. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, uh, nobody saw this movie. Um, nobody talks about it anymore. <laughs> so, like, here's an interesting thing. So, Monsoon Wedding, which has been out four weeks at this point. Okay. Um, made less money. Mm-hmm. Made 774000 But it was only in 98 theaters, whereas this was in 398 theaters. Wow. So, on a per theater average, this made... $2,179, which is not very good. Mm-hmm. Whereas Monsoon Wedding made $7,899, which is the highest out of everything except the number one movie yeah. this weekend. Which is so that like, Monsoon Wedding was like kind of not a, I wouldn't say like a hit, mm-hmm. but it, you know, that was like a movie that people actually sought out and saw. Right. Whereas this one didn't really have that. Yeah. And I had Monsoon Wedding's a better movie. So. Yeah, much better. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then this movie went on to gross $1.8 million mm-hmm. uh, domestically with another uh, $1.1 internationally. So wow. it did about $3 million. Um, 
against an eight million dollar budget. So not very good. Not very good at all. No. Yeah. Uh, and I doubt it did a lot in DVD sales and right. stuff because nobody remembers this movie. Yeah. And it's not even a. I don't. I don't even think it's like a DVD you can really find. Like I, I don't think. So. I don't think it's I looked easy for to it find, and yeah. I couldn't find it. Because yeah, yeah, I, I looked a little bit too, and it. it I don't yeah. think it was cheap if it if it was even yeah. available. So, because I did go to you know some local used DVD stores. Yeah, and... I didn't find any local either, and that yeah. was about the extent of that I looked. So. I wonder if it'll ever get released on Blu-ray. Probably not. Yeah, I think I read that uh, Lionsgate put the DVD out. Yeah, and not Universal, who distributed yeah distributed it theatrically. Um, so nobody nobody wanted this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. It's not that bad. No. I think it's actually like better than a lot of the stuff we've watched for the show mm-hmm. already. Um, yeah, I can't believe you didn't get the the interview stuff. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. I probably would have liked this movie a lot Because it did feel really like awkward. Yeah. Awkwardly placed. Yeah, when you said that to me, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I remember, like I said, I remember the Roger Ebert review. How did this do in general with critics? I'm, I'm assuming not well. Uh, no. It's, it's, yeah, it's negative. What do you think? Of- the tomato score? Yeah. Uh, uh, 55. Yeah, close. It's 49. Yeah, so not, not great. 50-50 split. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think pretty much everyone kind of agreed with us, or that seems to be the consensus anyway, was that here, here's what the Rotten Tomatoes Critics consensus says. Okay. Though it presents the war in shockingly gritty, realistic terms, Harrison's Flowers uses such scenes as background for a trite love story, which is pretty Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty good. That's basically <laughs> pretty what spot we on. said. That's basically how we felt. Um, yeah. Yeah, because um... yeah, the violent stuff is so gritty and realistic, and the character stuff, the love story stuff, is so implausible. It doesn't really, doesn't really make sense. Some of these old reviews are funny, like Brent Simon from Entertainment Today, which is not a, a thing I'm familiar with. Uh, says lacking gravitas. McDowell is a placeholder for grief, and ergo, this sloppy drama is an emptied, empty vessel. Leave these flowers unpicked. They're dead on the vine. <laughs> That's his full quote for Ron Tomatoes. Oh, boy. Yeah, way to go, Brent. You fucking nailed it, dude. <laughs> dead on the vine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's Harrison's Flowers. All right. Well, I do think this has ended up being one of our shorter episodes. I mean, we did, like, chat a bit. Not nearly as short as we thought. No, we were aiming for, like, 40 minutes, but it's probably going to be a little longer. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe, like, an hour and a half or something? Yeah, that's fair. It's shorter than the movie, which is, I think, maybe the first time we've ever done Yeah, yeah. Do we have any, like, business to take care of? Any, like, housekeeping or... Uh, no. Um... I do remember we were going to, uh, we can do this if we want, but mention some of our uh, listeners or like friends' top tens for oh, last year. Sure. Uh, because we were going to do that for the 
the 2002 episode. Uh-huh. But we, I think, forgot to do it, or... Why don't we save that for Ice Age, and then we can get ones from our guests. All right. Like a top five, at least. Yeah. Or something. Because I do know that... Their favorite. One of our guests definitely had a... One of them watches a lot of movies. Yeah. And then... I mean, they both watch movies, yeah. but one of them watches a lot of new movies, so mm-hmm. he would have seen a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we could save that. Yeah. I think we saved a lot of time because otherwise this discussion would have gone into the Ice Age episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we we had more to talk about Harris and Flowers than I, I gave it credit for. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh, all right, well, thank you you so much for listening everybody to this discussion about harrison's flower oh yeah all the harrison heads are out they are yeah. just like oh this is my new favorite podcast we'll i have love to... when they talk about my favorite movie harrison's <laughs> flowers uh yeah we'll have to put something in the description to really lure people into this yeah one. i gotta do some clickbait or something like yeah yeah this is actually a discussion about uh uh Scream 6, <laughs> which we talk about for, yeah, like, one uh, minute. Uh, hashtag PewDiePie. Ha- I don't know. What do <laughs> fucking kids like? What do kids click on? Probably uh, not PewDiePie. No, not now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. If you did listen to this, thank you so much, because nobody remembers this movie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, if you are one of the people that maybe is interested in watching, like, some of the movies that we've talked about on here like kind of like occasionally watching along mm-hmm. and you haven't seen this movie because you probably haven't uh, yeah not one of the worst ones you could check out no i like, wouldn't discourage anybody from watching this eh, uh, yeah. i don't know that i could give it a wholehearted recommendation because you can no. watch you can watch some of the most intense like sequences on youtube and mm-hmm. that honestly might be the way i would watch this movie is just kind of like yeah. watching it broken down like <laughs> right separated from the rest of it yeah yeah if you maybe google harrison's flowers war scene or yugoslavia there's scene, stuff yeah you search yeah. It on youtube you can find them yeah and it's yeah you'll get a you'll at least get a feel for like the kind of the craft of it yeah yeah so that's it that's our big harrison's flowers episode our that big we've been, harrison's flowers episode we've been talking about for months now oh we do have one thing we can kind of tease yeah we don't know a lot of details yet on it um but there will be a live 2002 film screening and maybe like commentary so that it doesn't run too long as opposed to like a recording afterwards Mm -hmm. because we can't keep people for like five hours in the location (laughs) uh we're we're in the early planning stages yeah we're figuring it out yeah um but there there will be a, a a 2002 film screening happening at some point uh in long beach california area yeah the long beach um area so if you're you're in la southern california local uh stay tuned for that mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i i don't think it'll be uh a chronological yeah we probably I think won't. we're gonna pick something maybe a little more interesting to get people to yeah. come out than like whatever movie we happen to be doing next yeah so, out of order and in person. Out of order in person. Uh, there'll be there'll be beer and food and stuff available, so be able to come hang out uh, and uh, eat some candy 
watch watch a movie, drink some beer, drink some coffee if you want, and uh, hang out with us while we watch yeah. a movie at a venue. It's a it's it's not like gonna just be like at Andrew's house or anything like that. No, no. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we have an actual like venue mm-hmm. for this. So. Uh, but yeah, more details to come. Yeah, I don't know when it, it's it's in the early stages of planning. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. But uh, it, it'll it'll happen eventually. So just stay yeah. tuned, and if you don't hear anything about it soon, you can pester us on Instagram and yeah. get us to. Uh, and if you're listening to this, we're recording this on March. Uh, what's today's date? Fifteenth. Oh shit! It's the 21 year anniversary of Harrison's Flowers. Oh my god! <laughs> it is. I didn't what even think hell? about that. <laughs> oh my god! Wow! 21 years to the date. Uh, this oh, movie yeah. came out in theaters. I mean, it's that's now, funny. It's now March 16th. Oh, okay, now it's March 16th it's, because it's past midnight. But it's pretty funny it, that we started. yeah we just jumped over that. Wow. Yeah. And we've tried to line this up before we talk about movies on their anniversary. Yeah, too bad it's not going to release on the... But yeah, it's but, cool that we recorded it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> when this is being uh, recorded. So in the next couple of months, maybe this live event will happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plan. The plan is to have something announced by next month. I, I, I would nice. like to have the specifics nailed down by then. Yeah. So that we can announce something and maybe it happens in May. We'll see. Yeah. So, so maybe by the time we get to the Resident Evil or Showtime episode, we will have more details. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Please mm-hmm. uh, leave us an iTunes review. It helps a lot. We haven't really asked for that as much. or We kind of toss it in. But if you do listen to the show and you like it, uh, that'd be helpful for helping yeah. other people find this show yeah maybe we should have picked a different episode to ask for <laughs> yeah well no because if you're if you're listening to this one you're a real head and yeah yeah and you would you would maybe actually consider leaving us a review yeah if you if you if you will even listen to the harris flowers episode mm-hmm. travis told us he wasn't even gonna listen to this episode. yeah travis who I, th- I think listens to every episode he skips some of the movies that i think he said but yeah he's, he did announce his intentions to skip this one i'm like oh all right and like half <laughs> of our episodes aren't even really about the movie we're talking about anyway, yeah so yeah Uh, Yeah, well, thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time for our episode on Ice Age. Yeah. Yeah. Hasta lasagna. Don't get me on you. Adios. Adios.